All right, here we go. Episode one, Midwest Baseball Ranks coming at you right now. If you have not liked or subscribed, please go do that right now. Tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your family members, tell your teammates, tell your coaches, tell everyone in your organization, because this is what you're going to want to be each and every week. New episode dropping. We're going to go over all the top news in the Midwest for travel baseball. Not just travel baseball. We're going to go over some different other things. Uh, we're going to talk about some Major League Baseball. We're going to talk about college baseball. We're going to talk about high school baseball. We're going to talk recruiting, how to get recruited. What are the best things to do to get recruited? We're going to go over everything you want to hear, everything you need to hear in order to get to the next step. Okay. If you have not checked out the website, go check out our website, MidwestBaseballRanks.com. Uh, we just released our final 2021 state rankings, our final 2021 Midwest rankings. Along with that, we have team profiles. We got player profiles. We got videos coming. We got players of the week. We got a store if you want to go pick up a t-shirt. Support us. Watch us grow. We're going to grow with you. You're going to grow with us. Okay? Go check it out right away. Uh, lots more coming. We're going to have games of the week on our socials. We're going to have games of the week on our website. We're going to have uh, plenty more coming. Anything that you guys want to see, let us know. Because this is for you guys. This is for the players. This is for the coaches. This is for the parents. All your time, all your hard work that you're putting in, the off season, the spring, the summer, it never ends. Baseball never ends. And if you're on our page, if you're one of these top-ranked teams, you guys know. This season doesn't end. If you want to be the best, if you want to beat the best, you got to keep playing. All right. So with that, first episode, here we go. All right. Episode one, here we go. Thanks for following along. Midwest baseball ranks, newest and greatest. All things covered in the Midwest when it comes to travel baseball. We're doing this for you guys. We're doing this for the players. We're doing this for the coaches. We're doing this for the organizations. We're doing it for the parents. Okay? Make sure you show some support back. Like us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Visit the website. Pick up a t-shirt. Pick up a hoodie. It's getting a little cold out there. We know how the Midwest does with the cold. Baseball's got to shut down for a little bit outside. That's okay. I know all you top teams are going to be grinding it throughout the winter, throughout the throughout the fall, and we're going to be out there to see you guys traveling in the Midwest, visiting as many teams as possible. Okay. Let's hop right into some things here, what our goals are for everything here. We are trying to grow our website, try to get you guys exposure, try to get your guys' stats out there, try to get your guys' teams out there. Okay, it's not easy. There's a lot of good teams, a lot of good organizations. A lot of great tournaments. The more you play in, the better tournaments you play in, the more recognition you're going to get. That's my number one piece of advice. Make sure you're playing top teams. Make sure you're playing in the top tournaments. Okay, you may go ahead and lose. You may go 2-2 two and two at a top tournament. You may go 1-3 and three at a top tournament. Heck, you may go 0-4 at a top tournament. But if you're playing the top teams and you're competing against them, we're going to notice that. Other people are going to notice that. Other teams are going to notice that. You may have a record of 60 and 10, but you didn't play nobody. 
What does that really matter? Make sure you're playing the top team, okay? And we're going to give you every opportunity to do that. We're going to want to see the top matchups. We're going to have games of the week. We're going to have different highlighted games. We're going to visit these top tournaments. We're going to see these top tournaments. We want to see you guys play the top teams. We want to see number one versus number two. We want to see three versus five, seven versus nine. That being said, let's hop into some state rankings talks, some Midwest rankings talks. We're going to go through each state on each episode. Uh, each episode will be dedicated to a different state. We'll go over in-depth different states, the different teams, where you came in. We'll go over the Midwest rankings per age group on each episode. I just want to give a quick shout-out to the number one ranked teams in each state real quick. We'll start with Iowa. At 9U, we had the Quad City Knights. At 10U, we had the Cedar Rapids Reds. At 11U, we had the Cedar Rapids Reds again. 12U, we had the Iowa Stars. And at 13U, we had top-tier Iowa. A top over to Ohio. Number one ranked in 9U, we had the Springboro Panthers. At 10U, we had Ohio City Baseball Club. At 11U, we had Gem City. 12U, Dayton Sting. At 13U, we had the Riverbats. Let's hop over to Michigan. At 9U, number one, Motor City Hit Dogs. At 10U, Hawks Gold. 11U, Motor City Hit Dogs. At 12U, Motor City Hit Dogs. At 13U, Hawks Gold. Over to Illinois. At 9U, Naperville Renegades. 10U, Upper Deck. 11U, Naperville Renegades. 12U, Upper Deck. And at 13U, Top Tier. Over to Wisconsin, 9U, we had Landon Stoneman Blue. 10U, Milwaukee Angels Red. 11U, Milwaukee Angels Red. 12U, Milwaukee Angels Red. 13U, Wisconsin Elite. Over to Missouri. We had Clutch at 9U. We had Clutch at 10U. 11U, over to St. Louis Prospects. 12U, Midwest Mavericks. 13U, St. Louis Force. And last but not least, hop over to Indiana. Number one ranked team in 9U, Primetime Black. 10U, New Albany Lightning. 11U, Canes Midwest. 12U, Indiana Bulls Black. 13U, Canes Midwest. Congratulations to all of the number one ranked teams in each state. Like I said, we'll dive more into state rankings um, on the upcoming episodes. We'll dive in state by state, do a dedicated episode for every single state. Over to the Midwest rankings. Again, this will be episode by episode here. We'll dive deep into these ones. I'm sure there's lots of conversations, maybe some controversies, maybe some disagreements, and that's okay. We're not going to get these things right all the time. We have different opinions. We see what we see. You guys see what you see. Hopefully, we're on the same page somewhat. Let's hop over to the number one ranked team in 9U in the Midwest. Motor City Hit Dogs out of Michigan. We're going to go over the top five here. Number two, Clutch out of Missouri. 
Number three, we got Quad City Knights out of Iowa. Number four, we got Naperville Renegades out of Illinois. And number five, we got Upper Deck out of Illinois. We'll go through the rest of the top 50 coming up soon. 10U Midwest Rankings Top 5. Number one, we got Ohio City Baseball Club out of Ohio. Number two, we got Clutch out of Missouri. Three, we got Hawks Gold out of Michigan. Number four, we got Top Tier out of Michigan. And number five, we got Ohio Nationals out of Ohio. 11U, top five Midwest rankings. Number one, we got Gem City out of Ohio. Number two, we got Motor City Hit Dogs out of Michigan. Number three, we got the Naperville Renegades out of Illinois. Number four, we got the Canes Midwest out of Indiana. And number five, we got three and two hits out of Michigan. Hop over to the 12U Midwest rankings. Number one, Motor City Hit Dogs from Michigan. Number two, Indiana Bulls Black out of Indiana. Number three, Midwest Mavericks out of Missouri. Number four, Upper Deck out of Illinois. And number five, Sparks out of Illinois. And our last ranking set here, 13U Midwest rankings. Number one, Canes Midwest out of Indiana. Number two, Hawks Gold out of Michigan. Number three, Motor City Elite out of Michigan. Number four, the River Bats out of Ohio. And number five, Wisconsin Elite. So congrats to all you guys, top five in each age group. Like I said, we're going to dive into everything full depth. We're going to get some coaches on here. We're going to talk about some things, talk about some big wins, talk about some big tournament wins, um, how to get, how to move up. All right, enough of my voice. Let's hop into the first interview here. First ever interview, Midwest Baseball Ranks. I got Matt Retton coming on. Ohio City Baseball Club, 10U team, going to be 11U next year. Phenomenal program, phenomenal team. What they did last year, quite special, special type of run. Going down to perfect game in Georgia. We were all following along. Heck of a performance down there. Shooting over to TBS National Championship in Kentucky from there. Putting on a show over there, finishing second over there. Just a phenomenal group of guys, great ball players. And I uh, really, really enjoyed, you know, sitting down with Matt, getting to know him a little bit more and more about what his program stands for. So with that being said. Welcome back. I have Matt Retton here from uh, Ohio City Baseball Club. 10U, going to be 11U. He is the general manager over there. Coach kind of do, does it all. Matt, thanks for joining the show here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. So let's let's hop into your, your team here. Um, Ohio City Baseball Club finished the year um, with our ranking system, number one in Ohio for the 10U team, uh, number one in the Midwest, a record of 41-8-1, uh, playing in top tournaments. You know, talk about this team and talk about the type of year that you guys had. Yeah, so, you know, this year we had a really, really solid year. Uh, much, much better than what I think we even expected because we came off a nine-year year where it was just phenomenal. And you just sit and look back at it and we would always say, man, how do you repeat that? Especially when you start pursuing bigger better tournaments you start to think to yourself how do you you know how do you duplicate that how do you equal that 
And I think in the big picture, something we were looking at was saying, you know, take the record, throw the record out the door. Let's look at, you know, the quality of talent we're, we're, we're playing against. You know, could we easily have stuck in Ohio in, you know, one, you know, 50 plus games with one or two losses? Yeah, probably. But it really wouldn't have made the kids better. So going into the season, ten, you, you know, our goal was to get out and look for the best tournaments we could find, you know, financial, financially, you know, keeping it, you know, into some uh, structure for the parents, obviously, you know, we tried to really be selective on which tournaments that we hopped into front end of the season. You know, we had a couple indoor tournaments we played that were, you know, not, not the greatest, but it was something just to get us some at bats early, like let our pitchers throw an inning here, two innings there uh, just, just to get a little bit. And then we really started getting into getting into some of the bigger and better tournaments as we went along. But uh, season wise, you know, we couldn't have been happier with the way we played. Um, you know, we, we really competed against some really quality teams out there, you know, no matter where we played, whether it was Dayton, whether it was Indianapolis, Georgia, Elizabethtown, you know, there was some great competition. I was super impressed with, you know, seeing where a lot of these travel baseball teams are today. It's it's uh, fun to see these kids play out there. Yeah, and I agree. And, and, and to me, you nailed it. Uh, you know, it's not about the record at the end of the day. You know, we do our rankings, and it's not just about your record. And I'm glad you said that. It's about going to the top tournaments and competing at the top tournaments. And you're not going to go undefeated at these tournaments. It's impossible at this age. And you nailed it. You guys went down to perfect game in Georgia. You went to the TBS National Championship in Elizabethtown. Um, you're at Super Select and Indy. So, you know, those are three of the top tournaments um, in the whole country for, for the entire year. And you guys went down. You competed in every single one of them. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I believe you guys are the number one overall seed down in Georgia, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, I mean, no. Yes, we came out of Georgia, number one overall seed out of, I believe it was 52 total yeah. teams or 56. I'm not sure of the exact number, but we came out number one overall. And we opened up with a team that, you know, solid. I thought we were a little bit better, um, but it's just one of those games where it seemed like every ball found the exact right opening. And I think we end up losing maybe six, five right. in that game. And, you know, those games happen. It's tough because you're disappointed in a sense. You don't want to lose obviously, but it's a good experience for the kids to explain to them that, look, this is baseball. And no matter who you are, where you are, you can always run into a game like that, that, you know, Things just don't fall your way. It just don't fall your way. We hit balls. We hit balls hard all day. Our pitching was good. It was just one of those games. It was probably the only game like that we had during the season where it just seemed like every ball that was hit was someplace where we right. worked. And, you know, you tip your hat to the other team, congratulate them, and hopefully you can take your kids aside and they can learn from it and understand that it's baseball and anything can happen. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and you know, you guys were one of the only Midwest teams down there for that tournament. So I think everyone was kind of, you know, watching Game Changer, kind of watching the live streams, kind of rooting you guys on. Um, so the fact that you guys brought that number one overall seed and, you know, it didn't work out in the end, but the fact that you guys went down there, competed and showed what the Midwest can do, I think it was great just not for your organization, not just for Ohio, but for all the Midwest, you know, being able to compete, uh, giving us all a little hope, you know, those, those, teams down south sometimes are awfully strong um maybe sometimes we're a little intimidated but i think you know you guys just going down there and setting the bar is, is great for travel baseball in the midwest 
Well, it's funny you say that because our head coach, Neil French, fantastic baseball guy, knows the game inside and out, played in the Yankees organization. He played uh, played behind Jorge Posada for, for a couple of years. Um, but he did this with another organization where he had no kids involved. He did it as his own business when he finished playing professionally. And he always said, told our kids, look, he goes, I completely believe that we can put together a team from the north and go down in the south and be as good, if not better, than the teams in the south. And kids completely bought into that. And bigger than the kids buying into it, it was really the parents that buy into that. We have a great, great group of parents. Um, You know, they're completely on board with everything we're doing. You know, we – Rarely ever do we get a question on anything that's going on as far as decisions. Um, the travel, they're, you know, we'll pitch out to the parents and say, hey, we got an opportunity to go play in this particular tournament. I can tell you that within five minutes, I'll get a reply from every parent saying, yep, in, 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 in. And having that and then being able to go down to the south and play like that is is uh, is phenomenal. It's, it's, it's a great experience. And Neil does – just just does wonders with these guys. I mean, he he is a baseball teacher. He understands the game inside and out. What he does for the kids, for the families, is uh, second to none. Yeah, and it shows. You know, I've been able, fortunate enough to watch your team play a couple times at a couple different tournaments, and, and you nailed it. Uh, you know, the parents are, you know, I don't want to say well-behaved. That sounds bad, but with travel baseball, parents can be a little bit crazy at times. And, um, you know, oh, one yeah. particular game I remember <laughs> watching a back and forth and, you know, a couple calls that could have gone either way. And, you know, you heard nothing from the parents. Uh, you heard nothing from the kids, nothing from the coaches. It was just let's go out and grind and we're going to figure out a way to win this game no matter what. And uh, like you said, it, it starts with the parents, starts with the kids, and then carries over to the coaching. And I think that's what your organization does, what your team does. And, and you know, that's probably why you're most successful. Yeah, you know what though? To go back on something that you said earlier about the Midwest, I look, I love what you're doing. Uh, I, I think it's phenomenal, and I think that focusing on the Midwest because I think that the baseball throughout the Midwest is incredibly underrated. Great. Listen, there are some teams that I've seen up here that are as good as anybody. Look, when you start looking at Hawks Gold, mm. top tier Michigan. Uh, you know, you're, you're a team affiliated with Upper Deck. I watched you guys play down in Elizabethtown. Um, Ohio Nationals here out of Ohio. Yeah. Uh, you know, three, uh, what's, their, what's their name? Uh, three, and, three and two hits. Three and two yep. hits elite. Yeah. Rock solid. I mean, those teams, I'm telling you, could go down and be competitive against anybody that we've, that we've seen. I mean, they, those are, they're, they're some really good baseball talent. Now, I've heard of some teams out of, Goodness, I want to say Rochester. Um, is it Minnesota? Or uh, I know the Rochester and Michigan. A, there's a couple teams up there too. Yeah, there, I heard a couple there, and there were a couple teams. I think out of the Wisconsin. Maybe it was out of Wisconsin. Yeah, you got the Milwaukee that, Angels they, over there, and the, uh, that's it. Milwaukee yeah. Angels. Yeah, the Milwaukee Angels. Red, yep, I think correct. Who it was? They were playing down in uh, the TBR. Yep. And we followed them and following, you know, they, they, you know, I actually got to watch a couple games. Somebody was streaming them live on Facebook. And you know, just the quality of baseball in the Midwest, I think, is incredibly underrated. I think that and I think that you could 
what you're doing is going to shine a spotlight on on how good some of the talent is. No, I appreciate that, and that, that's our goal here. Is you nailed it. I mean, the Midwest is full of talent, and it doesn't get the same exposure that Georgia, Florida does. Um, you know, South Carolina, North Carolina, those type of teams, but. You know, you you've been able to compete with those teams. You know, I, I say North Carolina. You went and had had to had with uh, SBA, beat them twice down in Elizabeth Town or in Elizabeth Town. Um, so that's a perfect example of you being able to compete with a team like that. It's uh, you know, I I think you set that bar. I think you showed other teams that you know we can do this together. And you mentioned the Ohio Nationals. You know, another great team from Ohio. You know, looking at your guys' schedule, I believe you guys play like five or six times, something like that. Um, just battling every single time, and that's what it's all about. You yeah. know, playing that top competition to get you ready to go to those big tournaments. Because if you're sitting there and you're playing, you know, the same teams over and over that aren't very good, that's not preparing you. But you know, looking at your guys' schedule, you guys set yourself up to you know be ready for these top tournaments so you know whether it's a, i think it was like a three game series just on a random sunday with the ohio nationals yeah um that's yeah. impressive that's you know not many teams and are going to do that's the second time that's the second time we did that with them um you know that's just to go back and stress with neil neil french our mm -hmm. head coach what he the way he he looks at this you know his his thing is okay you know we can't obviously go every weekend and play you know, out of town, we're going to bankrupt our parents sure. <laughs> and we don't want to do that. Or we're going to run off some good families right. because they just look at it and say, Hey, we can't afford doing this. So we're always very conscious of that. You know, we don't want to put any families in that situation, especially at 10 U or 11 U baseball. Right. You know, when we get a little bit older, it's going to be a little bit different. You're going to start and I'll start looking at kids, you know, that are going to be recruited and it's really going to pay dividends for them to be out in spotlight. Some of those bigger tournaments where they, they can play, and, you know, they, they can get some looks from potentially for, from some colleges out sure. there. But when we play locally here, Neil has the philosophy and Neil direct me on what to do. So I don't make those decisions without Neil telling me, hey, this is what we need to do. You know, we'll play if we play locally here, we'll typically play up a year. And then if we're off a weekend, we'll have that reach out to Washington or I mean, to an Ohio Nationals. And we'll say, hey, let's put together a three-game series instead of hopping into a tournament someplace where, you know, you're going to get a team that maybe is just not quite ready sure. in the in the, in Ohio that's going to jump in and you know it ends up being a run rule game where, you know, maybe it's not necessarily the most beneficial. But if you can do a three-game series with an Ohio Nationals, you know, you're 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 going and really preparing your kids to go play against some really good baseball teams, you know. And I got. A ton of respect for for what the Ohio Nationals do. Um, I can just tell you, man, their coaches are fantastic, and you know what, their families are, are are you know as good. You know, we've always had some really good quality games with them, and afterwards, it's always a good handshake and a good laugh with some of the kids and some of the parents. Um, just just a really good organization. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I know Mike Cheney over there, head coach of the Ohio Nationals. So shout out to Mike. Yeah. He's a great guy. You nailed yeah, it. Yeah. You nailed it. Uh, and, and you know that shows a lot of respect and a lot of guts by both of you guys to say, hey, we're gonna go three games here, and we may go zero and three. Um, I don't care about our record. It's not gonna matter at the end of the day. It's about getting our kids prepared. So you know, a lot of guts to both of you guys. Um, you know, hopefully other coaches take notice too. And I think the game is changing that way. Whereas you know, maybe two three years ago, people are stacking up that record especially at that 8U, 9U level, um, you know, trying to go 45 and 2 and make it look great. Sure. Whereas now it's, it's, it's really about building that team up to get ready to go to these top tournaments. And, you know, we talked about that perfect game. And, 
you know, let's let's just transition a little bit here. You, you, so you talk about the schedule you put together. You go from perfect game and you go directly to uh, TBS <laughs> National Championships in Elizabethtown. Uh, you yes. know, and I was at that tournament, and what a what a fantastic job that that tournament. It was unbelievable. One of the best tournaments I've ever been at. Oh, listen, Rick puts on one of the yeah. best best produced tournaments I've ever seen. I mean, he he does it right, man. Rick Rick is. He he's got a got a nice product. He's putting on a nice show, and I can tell you that, that was that tournament was top notch, start to finish. I couldn't agree more. Rick's actually joining the podcast next week, so we're going to be interviewing him for the uh, episode for next week. And yeah, you nailed it. Just a fantastic run tournament, and you know everyone. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you here. Everyone kind of thought you guys would come in a little bit dead to that tournament, and rightfully so. You know, you come directly from Georgia to Kentucky. You know, how are they going to perform? Are they going to be tired of their kids? Uh, Man, did that team perform well. You guys acted like you you guys were off for two or three weeks. You guys came down and competed right again after that. Well, it's funny. So I'll give you a little backstory on that. So that was one of the ones where Rick reached out to us and said, hey, I'm putting on this tournament here. We looked at the dates. And I was like, man, I don't know that we can do it. It's going to be tight. And he goes, well, he goes, the first day he said is really nothing. He said it's going to be more of a skills type thing. He goes, you don't necessarily have to participate in that. So we said, great, we can make it then. So that's when I sent out a message to our parents because obviously we got to check with the parents. To be gone traveling for two weeks is not easy for a lot of of families. So I'm telling you, within 10 minutes, I had a reply (laughs) from everybody. Absolutely, 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 absolutely. And to your point, to making that trip back up there, I think that losing that game created a little bit of fire for our guys going into that and saying, okay, you know, we, we know we can play a little bit better or we know that we, you know, we can get a better result than what we got there. And I think it, it drove them a little bit to come out and uh, play a little, play, play some baseball. I think they knew how, uh, what they wanted to accomplish going into that sure. one. So we came up one game short, but I'll tell you what, that thing is a meat grinder. Yeah to get through i couldn't agree more that what you guys end up losing the banditos team out of texas i believe and just a great team and you guys were able to hang with them a little bit after a long day uh you know the tournament format too is not easy it's 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 a battle that sunday and to me i absolutely love that format it's kind of that college world series true double elimination format where i feel like at the end of the day you are truly getting the top two teams in that tournament in the championship if not you may be one game short whatever it may be but you know i think it kind of proved that those were the top two teams and you guys man you guys battled that whole tournament like i said i I know you beat uh, sba twice as one of the top teams in the country um we're able to knock them off i think you beat the vipers out of kentucky uh new albany lightning and so i mean like you said it was it was a heck of a tournament and to go from georgia to there uh, and i mean the amount of teams you saw those two weeks are are unbelievable yeah it was great man it was a great absolutely great experience and I can't speak enough for, like I said, for our kids and the parents, uh, you know, how they buy in to do something like that and, and to play the way we played. I, I couldn't be happier with the, with the kids. Yeah, and like you said, they played with a chip on their shoulder that whole weekend. They wanted it, and they competed. They did fantastic. And, you know, I, I think you guys are – are you guys going back to that tournament this year? So we're in a little bit of a dilemma, and I've been, I've been having a little bit of communication with Rick on it. He scheduled that at the exact same time as perfect game. Uh, I did hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're, we're in the, in the midst of making the decision right now. We've registered for 
basically what, what, what I try to do as far as scheduling for tournaments, we want to get our big ones scheduled as soon as possible because sure. we want to make sure that we're available and we're in them and we don't have any conflicts. And I also want to get that information out to the parents so they can take the necessary time off and we can start coordinating everything we need to coordinate. So right now, I think we have four that we're scheduled to play in. And right now we're in decision mode between PG and Elizabethtown. Sure. And I, I know that it's, it's, it's pretty mixed right now on how everybody wants to do it. And I, I lean towards Elizabethtown and I told Rick as much because I just think that the tournament he puts on is second to sure. none. I Agreed. think that the production value is off the charts for what he does. So we were still in that mode of, of deciding on which one we're going to go to, whether it's perfect game or or the uh, TBS uh, World or National Championship. Yeah, can't so, go wrong with either of them. One or yeah, the other. no, I agree. Yeah. And I, what I, I saw, you guys are signed up for, um, is it Super Select? Are you guys in that one again? In Super okay. Select, yes. Which, we'll be back out of Super Select. Yeah, I took a, I took a peek yeah. at it this morning, actually. It's it's already a loaded field. So, I, I mean, that's going to be another tournament yeah. that it's just a gauntlet. Each and every game, you just, it, it's, oh, yeah. it's a fight every single game. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that one though. That was that was a very nice run uh, run tournament. I, I love Grand Park. I'll tell you what, I love those fields up at Kokomo. Those Kokomo yeah. fields were really nice. Man. Those were really nice, brand new, and it was a really nice little complex. Yeah. So those of you that are not familiar, Kokomo is building on some additional fields. I believe they have two, three, or three already, three or four. I think four maybe already. I yeah, so. and, and I, from what I heard is they are putting in an additional like eight, if I'm not mistaken. So it's wow. going to be uh, a junior grant park, it looks like. Um, so, yeah, they do a fantastic job up there with the amount of fields they get, the teams they get. And, and that's that's their tournament of the year, I think, personally. That's that's where you're getting all the top teams in the Midwest. Yeah. And you, you talk about the competition. So I wrote down, you know, some, some teams that you guys were able to beat last year. You got the Ohio Nationals. You beat Motor City, three and two hits. Cincy Flames, the EKY Crusaders, SBA Futures, New Albany Lightning, Vipers, uh, Five Star. You, so you guys went toe-to-toe with everyone. You played some other additional teams. You know, what is, what is you know, you don't have to necessarily name one, but what what's probably the top team that you guys played this past year, whether it's one or two or three of the best teams that you think you played? Oh, jeez. I'll say this. The best pitcher that we saw, I don't, I don't remember the kid's name, there's a pitcher for top tier Michigan, a uh, little righty, and he was he was he was good. He was really good. He threw good velocity, but he had a plus breaking ball. So I thought I thought pitching wise, I think that was he was probably one of the better pitchers we faced. Um, I, you, I think it, you it, might be, you might be talking about injured. Tristan. Um, yeah, yes, his breaking ball is yeah. honestly one of the best I've ever seen, and. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Plus, yeah, and you mix it with his fastball too. He's a he's a special pitcher. Yeah, yeah, he 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 was he was really good. As far as team go, the SBA Nationals were were really good. Um, they had a kid. They had a kid on that team that I think he dwarfed me. I'm six <laughs> two, and he made me look small. Yeah. He was just enormous. Uh, I thought their first baseman, I don't remember the kid's name. He was a yeah, little lefty, right? I thought he was good a hitter as yeah. I've seen. I mean, he hit the ball to all fields. Um, what else did we play? I'm trying to think. Hawks gold. Hawks oh, gold yes, right. quality, top to bottom. Uh, three and two hits, quality, top to bottom. Um, I'm trying to think of all the teams that we played against, but 
yeah, we, we, those teams are all up sure. there. Uh, SBA uh, Futures, we played down in Georgia. Very good, very good baseball team. Very good baseball team. Um, we were looking, we were hoping that we were going to get paired up to play Prime out of out of Sarasota mm-hmm. again. Um, we played them when they were when we were nine, and they beat us. Um, they were good. Sure, they were they were exceptionally good. Um, but I think we, I think we made some changes on our team that we added a couple that really took us to another level defensively. Um, and I like would have liked to play them again just to see 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 where we stack up against a team like that because that's that that's quality baseball when you start looking at prime in uh, right. the, the the MVP uh, teams out of California. So. Right, that's in a whole other level. And like I said, you, you guys yeah. go toe to toe with them, and you guys want to play them. You want to play them again. You want another crack at them, and that's what it's all oh, about. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. We're looking looking forward to hopefully we. We get in something else with them, and we 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 get another get another shot to play them. Because I'd like to see, like, how we do. Yeah, love to Agreed. see. Agreed. What about changes for this year? Any any new additions? Any uh, you know top tournaments you want to go to? Or so a little background on our on the organization. So we're not really in an organization, which plays to our advantage. Sure. Um, you know, last year I think our team fee was five hundred dollars per kid, which is amazing, sure. which, you know, the cost of travel baseball and how much you travel all around. We don't have to pay a team fee. We practice out of St. Ignatius High School in Cleveland. They have a $5 million plus baseball facility called the Magis Center that we have access to that is second to none when you, when you talk about baseball facilities. Um, I'd encourage anybody, if you're ever through the Cleveland area, stop in and take a look at uh, look at that facility because it's something special. Um, but as far as that goes, we, we, we're not part of a big organization. We're, we're pretty autonomous as far as what we're able to do. Right. Um, I think the biggest thing we had to do was stick to colors. We had to stick <laughs> to the to the navy blue, Carolina blue, gold. And, and that's what they said to do. And we said, sure, we can do that. You can manage that one, right? We pretty much, we, we, ran, we ran on our own. Um, so with that said, we we only had 10 on our roster last year. Right. Um, it wasn't necessarily by choice. You know, we don't, we're not necessarily looking. Neil always says, you know, we're not, we're not looking for any particular number of kids. We just want to make sure we got the right fit. Family is incredibly important because you're traveling with all these people. We don't want to have one outlying family that's constantly a nuisance that makes it miserable for everybody to challenge. I mean, everybody to travel. So we came across the young kid, um, that played for Beaver Valley Red. He was a okay. lefty pitcher named Liam Holden. So we added Liam to our roster this year. Um, we did a small tryout. We probably had maybe 15, 20 kids come to the tryout, and we just didn't really find a good fit. It's tough because, you know, it's hard to tell anybody no, but you want to be honest as well in the sense that, you know, we're playing – obviously to get the kids better, but we're playing to win. Right. Um, we don't apologize for that. And last thing we want to do is bring somebody on board, have them travel all around and you start to see limited playing time. So Neil's been really protective of that. And he always says, you know what, if the fit's right, we'll go to 11. And fortunately we did find the right fit. We found a great family with Liam's family. Um, and, and kids, a kid's a great kid. You know, he adds another dimension to what we do with pitching. He's a lefty that we could drop in, the rotation 
So it was a plus all the way around for, for the team. So Liam will be our newest addition going into next yeah, year. Yeah, that's awesome. Anytime you have a chance to add a lefty yep. pitcher, uh, you know, that, that's yep. an automatic addition there. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. And we're excited. We're excited to see what Liam can bring to the team. We've been playing fall baseball, um, playing up a year, playing 12U. And I can tell you that Liam's been uh, pretty good. He, he's had some really good outings for us, and uh, we're really excited to see when, when we – transition back to 11 you to see how that all pays off for us so so good stuff. good that's good awesome stuff yeah adding, adding liam yeah. looking forward to seeing him out there adding another lefty pitcher to the already loaded staff you guys got <laughs> yeah it'll be fun it'll be fun to see liam in there it'll be nice to have a lefty that you can drop in there that uh does a lot of things good so excited excited to see liam uh you know, once we get hit full stride next awesome. year. Awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Let's transition a little bit here. Um, we talk about travel baseball. You talk about the top tournaments. You talked about, you know, parents and whatnot. And, you know, you got family behind you. I love that you have that there because it's important not only in just your household but in the baseball household. Uh, you know, what, what do we sure. need to see more of in travel baseball? How do we continue to grow baseball in the Midwest? Um, you know, what's something that comes to mind for you that, you know, we need to do a better job of, or we need to see more of, um, you know, something along those lines. Um, oh man, I would think that one thing is that, is it maybe like a unified, not necessarily ranking system, but a unified rating system, you know, what comes to what becomes difficult, and I try to explain it to, to a lot of parents, is that, you know, when you're trying to schedule and you look into the schedule and you see, okay, who's here, who's not here, you don't know a lot about the teams. Sure. So where it becomes difficult, look, if you're going to go to a PG, you're going to go to Elizabethtown, you know you're playing good good competition. Right. It's, it's going to be a quality tournament. But you can get some of these regional tournaments that you don't necessarily know who's there. You may see a team and say, well, I don't really know anything about them. Is it going to be worth going there? you're obviously making an investment in in playing you're making an investment into the travel if you had a unified rating system to say you know some 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 organization u triple sa does has one uh perfect game has another sure. if it was a unified rating system so you know how these teams you know, get into a particular tournament and how where they are, it, just to give you a good gauge of actually what you're getting into, because it becomes really, really complicated. You know, you, like I said, you know, for us, we look for four to five big tournaments, and then we try to fill in maybe another five after that. It'd be nice to try to figure out how you get those five and how you get some really quality baseball games in there. You don't, you know, like I said, we say it's all we want to win. Obviously, you're playing to win, but when you go to a tournament and you know it's subpar it becomes somewhat difficult to go up and you you know run roll through a tournament it's does that really get your kids better sure. does it really help so something like that i think would be a really really big help for travel baseball overall if there was some sort of unified rating system to say okay this team is a d1 this is a d2 right. this is a d3 and then those tournaments can really gauge towards those teams yeah 
and push those teams in. I think I think you kind of nailed it there. You know, a lot of times you hear of you know these top teams, quote unquote, ring chasing, and you know when it comes to these top teams like yours, you, you know that's the exact opposite of what you're looking for. So you got your five or six top tournaments, and then you're looking for those fill-ins, and you guys aren't ring chasing. I can guarantee you that. And, you know, you're trying to find a a good no, local tournament. Um, you know where you're not traveling five six hours, and you know so you, you know you're trying to find those good teams, and it may only be one or two good teams, and you know a couple lower level teams, but you know you really are trying to play the best of the best and um you know to me you know these top teams like yourself and the top tier michigan and you know all those other teams hawks gold and everything you guys aren't ring chasing so you know you may join a tournament and there's only you know one or two other really good teams and you know like you said you guys join with seeing maybe one team there and you're expecting it to grow even more um so the fact that yeah i love that the unified point system um being able to know who's there in advance and making sure that you know these organizations that, that they they tell who's coming you know sometimes you might not see who's coming Absolutely. um and that's a huge disadvantage for a team like you yeah you, uh, you don't want to go to a yeah. tournament if you don't know who's going to be in there Absolutely. That is there. Yeah. Cause I always get that question from the parents. Well, who's right. in it? And I say, look, they don't, they're not displaying it. But even if you, you know, like I say, even if you go back to some sort of a rating system, then a tournament, if it's unified, a tournament tournament could come up and say, this is a D one level tournament. Right. Well, then, you know, you know what you're getting into and you know that if you're a D three team, then maybe that's not necessarily the right Avenue for them to pursue, which, you know, I respect it. If they sure. do, they want to go up and play good competition. I get it. Um, but in the, in the grand scheme of things, is that probably going to be the best thing for them? Probably not. You know, I think that to go play somebody and, you know, maybe you're not going to win, but you're going to compete. That's a different story. It's a whole nother story. If you go in and play a team and it's 15 to nothing after three innings, right. I don't know that that does any serves any purpose for any kid or any team no for either side so, yeah not doing any good yeah, yeah and you, me- you mentioned the point system it, it kind of just dawned on me right now so maybe you have a you know a score for each team so you know to qualify for this tournament you have to have a score of a 90 to 100 kind of like a great system like school yeah um something like that so i i completely agree with that and um you know it's great for the top teams it's it's even better for the lower teams too they they know where sure. they stand too and there's nothing wrong with that you know if, if you want to go ahead and try and compete great if not um, you know, there's nothing wrong with dropping to a, a lower level tournament. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And like I said, that's probably one of the things that you would like to see because you're seeing more and more organizations, you know, pop, they're not necessarily pop up, but pushing more to get their brand out there, which, you know, I respect that as well of everybody. Um, you just want to see some sort of unification that maybe that they all buy into to say, okay, great. This is a great rating system and we know what we're getting. This is a D one tournament and we want D one teams, you know, coming into this, yeah. you know, and if you're a D three team, yeah, you can come and play it, but maybe it's not the right move for you. I think that helps everybody out. And I think that actually helps out the quality of travel baseball across. The no, I couldn't agree more. And, and like you said, you want to play the top, the best of the best. And it's important for you. No, I, I'm with you on that 100%, and that's something we definitely do need. And, you know, that's what it's all about. We're trying to grow this game, trying to throw ideas out there, trying to trying to find the best solutions for everybody here. Um, one more question for you here. So give me one moment of yours that comes to mind, you know, top moment that comes to you for travel baseball, whether it's your coaching, putting together something, um, you know, watching a game, um, specifically related to travel baseball. What's kind of one moment that comes to your mind that you, you might never forget? Well, 
listen, my little boy, he plays shortstop for us, just got two of his teeth knocked oh. out. So that, that sticks with me. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the good answer we were looking for. <laughs> so that one's always going to stick with me. Um, you know, I don't know that there's one particular moment. Um, you know, for me, I, you know, it, it's always about the boys and, and how they're doing and just seeing them you know, just the amount of practice you put in, how much that pays off, embracing the grind and going through that with them, that has the biggest effect on me. Uh, you know, to get to watch these guys develop is so special. You, you know, we started, you know, there was a gentleman by the name of Angelo Alaki who started, basically started this team when they were six years old. And we only have three kids remaining from that team. Sure. And it's funny because we were just sharing some pictures. But when you look back at that stuff and see how these guys have developed and how, you know, kids have been added, you know, coincidentally, we, we run into Neil, uh, Neil French with his son, Zahn, who Zahn is a, just a stud. I mean, he, he's phenomenal. Um, but we coincidentally run into him in Maslin, Ohio, where he lives in Cleveland. And you're talking – you know, probably 40 plus miles different. That was a coincidental run in. And we happened to add him to the team at eight. And just seeing those kids develop is, is, is amazing. It's amazing to see where they are today compared to where they were, you know, when they were eight years old. Sure. That, that sticks with me the most watching the kids and just seeing them develop is, is, is really special. And, and, you know, I don't think that's any, something that anybody can ever take from you you get to see these kids and know that you're having an effect on them and, and, you know, helping them progress to the next level. It's, it's, it's really special. Yeah, And you know what, it, it's probably so special for you guys because you set the plan in advance. You said, this is what we're going to do and we're going to do whatever it takes to get there. And we're going to have some fun while doing it. So I think you guys setting that example and, you know, putting it out there from the beginning has led you to this. And now the results are paying off. Um, and it's bittersweet to sit back and, you know, watch it all happen. Yeah, and, and the, you, you say the bittersweet part because, you know, I know at some point that I'm going to have to step back from it sure. all because they're going to real need some real baseball guys in there to really teach the kids more. Neil will always be on board, and I'll be happy in that role, stepping back and being the GM and just, you know, organizing stuff the best I can and provide any type of support that I can. But I know that day's coming, and it's probably the best because, like I said, my little boy plays, and it, it, sometimes you just want to step back and be sure. a dad, not necessarily be coach, dad, be everything, and you get to sit back and just enjoy watching them play. So I, I see that coming. Right. I hope it's not too soon, <laughs> but that part of it is bittersweet. It is bittersweet. Right. No, and you know, and I, I'm sure you know you're getting to that age. I I know how it is, and you know, it might be that 12, 13 you coming up. So definitely enjoy this upcoming season. Um, you know, for everyone out there, if you have not seen this team play, uh, a ton of fun to watch play. They got pitchers, they got hitters, they feel, um, they're just a, a great all around ball club. Looking forward to watching you guys play this upcoming season, um, wherever it may be. I, I'm, I guarantee you I'll be out there watching, looking forward to it. Um, we'll be following you on Game Changer and wherever you guys go. I appreciate you hopping on with us and, uh, you know, looking forward to talking to you during the season too. Uh, and definitely want to get down by you guys and Absolutely. see, see you guys play as much as possible. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for all the kind words. Um, like I said, I'm sure all of our kids and all of our parents appreciate that. And, uh, it's very, very nice talking to you and I'm, I'm 
super impressed with uh, what you have going on here. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. And we'll talk to you soon again. Matt from Ohio City Baseball Club. Uh, Going to be 11U this season. Looking forward to watching you play. Awesome. Thanks. Hi. Welcome back, everybody. we got Mike Stralo with us here uh, out of Oak Forest Baseball, head of the Goat Glove Classic Tournament over in Oak Forest, Illinois. Mike, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for having me, Jim. Appreciate it. No problem. Hey, let's dive right into this Gold Glove uh, tournament coming up. I'm very excited for it. One of the top tournaments in the state of Illinois. You know, you're getting teams from not just Illinois, but all the Midwest. I've uh, been running it a couple of years now. And, you know, kind of talk us through how this became, how this started, uh, how you came up with the good idea of this, you know, really unique type of uh, prize for the winner here. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I joined this group on Facebook called Gold Glove Group. Um, with that, uh, I met this, uh, the gentleman who runs it, Jared Hooks, uh, great dude. One of the few guys I know that, uh, runs like a, a group like that. That's truly about the kids. Um, we became friends. He wanted to, uh, he put something on about wanting to, you know, had this dream about running a tournament like this. And as soon as I saw it, I jumped on it, called him and, uh, we kind of made it happen. Came a, a crazy idea, became a, a reality and came a really good tournament. So. That's awesome. And I know, you know, so you're not just getting any old glove. You're getting an exclusive glove here. The kids get to customize the glove. Um, you know, that's the thing that I, I'm most drawn to it. The kids are most drawn to it. Um, I know I see my kid playing around customizing gloves, customizing bats all day. Um, you know, talk about the smiles on the face when these kids, you know, win that voucher to, you know, go and customize their own glove. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, as you know, I, I help coach a, a pretty decent uh, 13U travel team. So we've got a lot of tournament atmosphere um on sunday at the gold glove is it's electric and it's because you know you got a chance to win a 400 dollars glove um it's not a like you said it's not a, a too low with that um when they win they are excited and when they lose they're heartbroken you know it's 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 a really cool atmosphere the parents are into it coaches are into it it makes for a uh, an awesome tournament yeah, I mean, you better believe the parents are most into it, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Save 400 bucks on a glove. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a national championship here. Yeah. It's like playing in the pros here. It's saves an extra $400 for four years. Or four yeah. Years. That's awesome. Uh, you know, so you've, you've had these top teams year in year, um, you know, and it, to me it's crazy because, you know, this isn't a national type of tournament, but it's becoming almost a national type of tournament. You're getting all these top teams. Uh, you went with the holiday weekend this year, which is, you know, competing against some other top tournaments. And, you know, the fact that you guys are bringing in these top teams right away uh, this early in the year just shows how how great this tournament truly is. Yeah, it's fun. We went with Memorial the weekend thinking that we could use that Monday. Obviously, get some more teams, give some out-of-state teams a better chance to come, you know, with the extra day. Um, I think, I mean, I think so far we have close to 70 teams registered um, and a lot of the top ones. So it should be a really good tournament. Um, you know, I, I, we were hesitant maybe to go with Memorial Day just because we know some other local um, places have, have a pretty big tournament, but it just made the most sense for us to do it that weekend. So we decided to do it, and so far, so good. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, you talk about the top teams. You know, I got, I got them right here. I mean, we're looking at 10U. We got Rhino. We got the Stoppers. We got Flash out of Indiana. We got Sparks. We got Kendall County. We got Naperville. Um, that's loaded and alone right there. You got 11U. You got Upper Deck Cougars. You got Phenom. 12U. You got Sparks. You got Oak Forest. You got Naperville. Uh, Oklahoma Lightning. Ohio Heat. Rhino. Top tier Illinois. Top tier Michigan. White Sox Aces. Uh, 13 Illinois. You got Chicago Elite. You got Oak Forest. You got the Cobras. Lake County Lightning, Naperville, Rhino, Stoppers, Top Tier, Upper Deck, White Sox Ace, 
14 here, you go over to Naperville. Uh, you got a team for St. Louis, St. Louis Thunder, top tier Wisconsin. I got six different states for this tournament. Uh, yeah. It's October. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And, you know, I've, I've gotten a call from a gentleman up in Minnesota that said he's planning on coming down, haven't registered yet. I actually got a call from somebody in Dallas, Texas, um, which I – I told him he'd be crazy to come all the way out here, but um, with that being said, he, he's, he's, got, he's thinking about coming down for the tournament as well. So That's awesome. Man. Yeah. That's what it's all about. And, you know, the cool part, and, um, and it's not anyone can join. So you've got the middle-tier teams. you got a couple of lower-tier teams. you got the elite of the elite. It's open. Whoever wants to come and, and try to compete, they're going to come and try and compete. That's that's the best part about this tournament for me. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. And, I mean, we were very open and honest about it. Hey, you know, if you're a lower-tier team, you're a high team, everybody's allowed in. So, you know, we, we, we don't try to hide the fact that there's going to be the top teams in the state are probably going to be playing for these gloves. Um, we're pretty open about that. Um, so that's that's part of the cool part about this tournament, obviously. And, you know, another thing that makes the tournament cool. So, you know, between every game, we drag fields. We re-chalk. I mean, we have the best grounds crew per se which is basically our oak forest board you know i mean like i said i come up with a lot of really crazy ideas like this you know our fall ball league halloween tournament things like that none of it's possible without these these guys that we you know that, that i have with me uh you know uh, two guys that coach with jody and i um john Wiki. i come up with these ideas john Wiki usually is the guy that's like yeah let's do it right away joe tries to be the voice of reason but we always convince them, and then he, those two are always the ones right next to me. Hey, let's figure out these awesome dudes. And then, you know, the president of Oak Forest Baseball, uh, his name's Jack Hauser. He's been around Oak Forest Baseball forever. Legitly one of the nicest people you ever meet, and one of, the, one of those people that literally is just all about the kids. If it's good for the kids, he's all about it. I don't think I've ever thrown an idea past him where he says no. He's always just like, hey, if you, John, and Joe can make it happen, let's do it. So it helps. It helps to have all that as well, obviously, with those guys. Because, um, like I said, without, especially without John and Joe, I'd have zero chance. We coach together. We're very good friends. We've become very good friends over the last five, six years and actually bring them to life. So. Yeah, no, and, and if I'm not mistaken, and I correct me if I'm wrong, was it the Gold Glove last year that really got hit with some hard weather, and somehow, some way, you guys got games in? Yeah, it was ridiculous. It rained, I think, like four inches that weekend. Um, unfortunately, we had to cancel a lot of the other ages, but we somehow, we did get the 12U group in, so we did have, you know, 16 teams play for it, which was cool. Um, it was a lot of work. No other tournament was playing in the state that weekend. No, absolutely not. And, I mean, we were out there with shop facts, pumping water off. I mean, to the point where, I'm not kidding, like, I, I would call those guys and say, hey, John, Joe, we, we got to get out there at 5 a.m. And, and me and Joe are out there at 5 a.m. with shop facts, pumping water off the fields, opening them up, try to dry them out. I think we, you know, we had two pallets of turfus on the top of those fields. But, I mean, we just wanted to get them in, especially we had a couple teams from out of state, and there's nothing worse than traveling out of state and then having the whole tournament canceled. So, Unfortunately, we had to cancel some of the other age groups, but we at least got to get one of them in, which was nice. Yeah, right, which, which is truly amazing. I, if people remember that, that weekend last year was unbelievable. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on here. What you do and what your organization does is one of the best in the state. You guys are going to get games in if they can get in. You're going to do everything to have those fields ready to go. Um, like you said, you, you drag them every single game after every 
single dope ball, you're out there dragging games, weekday games, whatever it may be. So the fact that you guys are going to do everything you can for these kids and it's all about these kids, that's what we're trying to do here, um, trying to give the, be the best things for these kids. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. And, you know, I mean, it's just because, like you said, we're just a bunch of dads that coach. You know, so we get it. We get the frustrations when you go to some tournament organizations and someone spits on the field and, and they rain them out. You know, there's some really good tournament organizations. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're all bad, but there's some ones that are really terrible. So our big thing is if it's possible to play, we're going to play. And just the little things. you got to communicate. You know, communication is key. Coaches appreciate communication. There's nothing worse than waiting around all day. Are we going to play? Are we not? What's going on? So you got to communicate. I, I've learned that um, is very important. And then, you know, just like you said, just dragging a field in between games. Those simple things like that, it goes a long way goes a long way to saying, hey, these guys give a shit about what, what we're doing here, and, and they want to get games in, and it just it, it helps. Right. No, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, that's why we're, we're going to be there with you. We're going to be at the tournament. We're going to be checking teams out. Um, you know, we're, we're not partnering with anyone out there. We're, we're making sure the ones that truly care. Um, we're excited for this one. I, you know, I, I can't wait to see who else. You know, pops up in this. I've been talking to a few teams too, and uh, you know, we've been talking on the side. And you know, there's some big teams that are still looking to sign up too. So if you're not signed up yet, make sure you get signed up. Um, I know a couple of the age groups are already booked, but um, there are still openings for some other ages. So let's make sure if you're not signed up, do sign up soon. I know it's only October, but as Mike said, you got over 70 teams already signed up. Yeah, I mean, 12U, 13U, 14U. I think we're already on a waiting list. 10U, uh, 11U. We got a couple spots left. Um, I am actually looking into seeing if there's other fields out there that we could rent, use, and if we can, we'll probably expand it. Um, but that's, you know, haven't decided anything on that yet because, you know, with more fields comes more responsibility, more people, you need to get them ready and whatnot. So we're going to try to expand it if we can, looking in other fields. But for now, um, we do have some 10U and 11U spots left open, but not very many. Sure. Well, so you guys heard it here from Mike. If you guys are not signed up and it is already booked, Get on the wait list. You never know. Something may pop up. A team may drop out. We may get some extra fields. Um, again, just throw your name on the wait list, and you never know. Yeah, and we're excited to have you out there too. It's going to be cool. I'm gonna, it's going to be it's going to be fun to have you guys out there and you know be a part of this thing and, and see what it's all about. Yeah, I can't wait. We're going to be live streaming some games. We'll be doing some. Uh, you know, some interviews with some coaches, some players, maybe some players of the game. Uh, I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, another thing with the players of the game, kind of a cool thing that Jared does is, you know, his this thing's called the Goat Glove Group. So, you know, for championship games, we, we ask the coaches, hey, who was the MVP of your uh, of your tournament? Who was the, the best pitcher? And, and sure enough, he brings these goat, you know, golden, like, goat necklaces. And, and we award an MVP and a Cy Young for the winning team or maybe even the losing team, whoever it may be, you know. So that's another cool thing that, you know, part of the tournament that's just something kind of cool that, hey, this kid had an awesome tournament. He deserves to be recognized. So, you know, and, and the coaches tell us who that is, and, and we recognize them. So Good, perfect. Yeah, and that's, that's what we want to do, too. We want to recognize those kids. Um, you know, like you said, it may be the losing team, whatever it may be, but if you had a good game, you deserve to get some type of recognition. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, hey, guys, if, if you're not signed up, like I said, get signed up. Join the wait list. I can't wait for this tournament. Very excited for it. Can't wait to be out there. Um, Mike, let's hop into your fall league. Uh, you just finished up uh, Oak Forest Fall League, you know, arguably the best fall league in Illinois. Um, you know, some may say, uh, you know, really well ran, some top teams. Uh, you had an 11U, 12U league, and then you had a 13U league. You know, loaded with top teams. You had, um, you know, you had White Sox Ace, you had top tiers, you had the Sparks, you had the upper decks, uh, you know, a bunch of top teams. 
Eleven U, twelve U was you know kind of kind of we had one powerhouse team. You had the White Sox Ace, um, just a phenomenal team, and you know they took down top tier in the semifinal and ended up beating uh, team North South and North South beat. Uh, Frank for fourth in the other semifinal, and North South team was some upper deck kids, some Naperville Renegades kids. But man, that that White Sox ace team, oh god, loaded! One of the best teams I've seen in a while. Yeah, absolutely. They uh, one through one through eleven, one through twelve, they just hit, and they got pitching, and they play the game right. They play good defensively. So yeah, that team was uh, that team probably wasn't going to lose anybody. You'd have to play your best, and they would probably have to have an off day for any of the teams, and uh, unfortunately for them to. To get beat because they were that good, but yeah, that was uh, that was a fantastic, uh, fantastic Sunday. Though. It was fun. It was it was good weather. It was fun on uh, the 13U side. Uh, that Dynamite team, which is a mix of a whole bunch of kids from different teams that go to Florida, they ended up winning, uh, beating a good same thing White Sox Aces team in the championship. But uh, yeah, it was a really good day. Really fun Sunday. Really fun way to end it with a tournament. So. Yeah, agreed. And, and you know, talk about that White Sox ace team. They're they're actually signed up for the Gold Glove in a couple age groups, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they, I think they have four teams total. So yeah, yeah, just a, a, a classic program. Um, you know, they they start to get kids from you know the West Inglewood programs. Uh, I know they had a couple kids from Rhino, some Minosa kids. Just a, a, you know, real classy program. Uh, play the game the right way. You know, I had a lot of fun seeing them out there. Um, you know, both age groups, 11, 12 U, and also the 13 U, and. Like I said, a, a phenomenal fall league, you know, loaded. Uh, you know, special shout-out to your son, actually, Saturday. Um, two home runs in one game. Uh, yeah. That's a proud dad. I, I hope you got to watch it. I know you're out there dragging fields and stuff, but hopefully you got to see one of the home runs at least. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was it was cool to see. Absolutely. So. Yeah, heck of a player. Um, you know, like I said, I loaded with talent. Um the, the whole league, yeah. like I said, uh, the Sparks out there, White Sox Ace, Upper Deck, Naperville, uh, you guys had it all. It was a phenomenally run league, and, uh, you know, I, I think it came down to the top teams playing the top team. So um, another great thing that you ran, so, you know, for those of you looking for a fall league next year, you know, Oak Force is, is probably the best around. You know, I, I've seen some other leagues, and it's real real top-heavy for some of the other leagues where this these leagues are pretty well-balanced. Uh, you had enough teams to do – to compete with one another and uh you know really well ran appreciate that yeah and the same thing with that you know more than with anything with the fall league is you know we learned last year you have to be flexible you know what i mean there's other kids playing other sports as they should right i mean kids should play multiple sports in my opinion so you got teams with kids playing multiple sports you put out a schedule if something comes up you got to be flexible you got to be able to change their you know change their games for them um another thing we don't charge eighteen hundred dollars some of these fall leagues are eighteen nineteen hundred bucks for 10 games you know we're, we're not trying to get rich. We're, we're trying to cover our cost, maybe like a little bit money for the league. You know, as you know, we're a not-for-profit, so any money we make goes directly back into the league. But we're not trying to get rich off of a fall ball league. We do it because, hey, kids still want to play. There's other kids that aren't playing sports, so and it's a good thing. And for our fall ball league, it's actually the team that uh, I'm a part coaching. It's our families that run it. So it's our it's our it's all of our dads. I mean, our dads are volunteering Every day, you know, hey, we're going to go get the field ready today. Hey, I can be up there today. And, and it's just kind of – it took, you know, 12 of us basically to make that thing go. But it works because we got 12 dads that care and uh, and get out there and do it. So it's very uh, – that's why it's run well, you know. I mean, you just – you got to have people that actually care. And, and we're lucky enough with Oak Forest, so, you know, that we do. So Right, right. And you know, you got one more coming up. You got a Halloween bash tournament this weekend. Uh, again, you got some you know top teams here coming. You got Flash from 
uh, Indiana, you got the Sparks, you got the TNT teams back again, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Oak Forest there. Uh, you got you got one of your teams there, Mokino Blaze. You got a Naperville team. Uh, so kind of kicking off, you know, the 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 baseball season. This is it, pretty much. Uh, last, you know, one of the last top tournaments. Um, talk about this weekend. Uh, what are you excited for? Yeah, so this weekend's just fun. Honestly, it's kind of like you said. Hey, the end of the year, you want to get one more tournament in. Um, I mean, this was last year, you know, with COVID and whatnot, people had nothing to do. Um, so we decided, hey, let's try to throw a Halloween tournament together. Uh, some kids were, you know, we, we encouraged kids to wear costumes. We had kids wearing costumes on the on the field, and it was a lot of fun. And said, hey, let's do it again this year. And the like, same thing this year. Uh, I think more kids will wear costumes because we got it out early. We, we said, hey, we you don't have to, but we're encouraging it. Um, so it's just, it's a lot of fun. End of the year. Looks like the weather is going to be decent, 65 and sunny of all three days. So that'll be good. And uh it's just a fun tournament, a good way to end the year. It's a lot, and the thing about this tournament, you get a lot of mixed teams. You know, it's you don't have to have a roster. We don't care if you have ten kids from ten different teams. It, it's a fun thing. Kids get to play with their friends. It's just, uh, it's a real good way to end the end the season. And actually, we had so many teams this year sign up that we had to rent lights for one of our fields. We got lights getting rented for for one of our field field four, which you've been on. So that's going to be lit up so that we can uh, actually get all the games. And so it'll be fun. That's awesome. I, I like how you talked about, you know, the mixed rosters and everything. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. I love kids getting to play with their friends, especially during the off season. Uh, you know, you, you play with the same group of guys for two, three months. It's okay to switch it up. You know, some people have a problem with, oh, he's going to play here, he's going to play here. At the end of the day, these these kids are kids, man. Let them play wherever they want. At the end of the day, one hundred percent. There's nothing that um, bothers me more about youth travel baseball than adults that have silly opinions about where kids are playing and who they're playing with and this and that. Like you said, they're kids, man. They just want to play baseball. They want to have fun, especially in the fall. In the fall, it doesn't matter where they play. They're playing with their friends. They're playing here. They're playing there. Who cares? You know what I mean? It's it's fun for them. It's their chance to play with their friends if they're not. If, you know, some of these kids are a part of big organizations. They're not playing with their friends. So guess what? In the fall, they get the chance to go play with their neighbor or, you know, the kids they go to school with, and it's awesome. So, that, uh, that to me is huge, and that's why in the fall ball, with our fall ball and this Halloween tournament, our, our rules are very lax. You know what I mean? I, have fun with it. That's it. You know, it's a fun end-of-the-year tournament. We don't really care if you have 10 kids from 10 different teams. Just come out and have fun and, 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 and you know, kick the – or, you know, end the year off right. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, you talk about these big organizations, and a lot of times you have kids that, you know – they didn't, none of them go to school together, you know. So, yeah, they're friends during the baseball season, and they're probably best friends at the end of the day, but you still got to interact with the kids you go to school with, or like you said, your neighbor and everything. Or or maybe it's your enemy on the field, and, and you want to play with them because you guys are starting to become friends. And, um, you know, that's what I think you guys do a good job with, especially with the fall and these type of tournaments is, you know, let the kids play. Whoever they want to play with, let them play. As long as you guys are following the rules, let them play with whoever the heck they want to play with. Yeah, absolutely. In the fall, for sure. I mean, obviously, with the GOAT, you know, we want we don't want the GOAT to be loaded. You know, so that's a little bit different. The GOAT, you got to have a roster, things like that, because if not, you would get some teams come in and, and bring it to 12 bus. So that's that's where we're, you know, that's where it's different for us. The fall, let's have fun. In, in the regular season, it's a little bit different, but definitely in the fall, we, we really don't care, to be honest with you. It's just it's supposed to be a fun way to end the year. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And that, that kind of brings me to the next topic here. You know, talking about travel baseball, you've been in the game for a while. You know, I think you have a pretty high reputation of doing things the right way, doing good things. You know, what do we need more in travel baseball of, or what do we need things differently, you know, to, to make this go to the next level? Um, you know, we hear about the bad, we hear about the good. 
a lot of times we mostly hear about the bad when it comes to <laughs> parents or whatever that may be. But, yeah. You know, what, what's something that comes to mind for you that, you know, we, we kind of got to change or maybe we need more of? Well, you know, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, obviously, uh, I think we need more. You know, like I said, I'm very lucky. I've been with the same group of coaches since my son's been seven years old. And they are all really, really good dudes, right? They know what it's about. It's about the kids. We teach the game. We're a pretty competitive team for the most part. But we don't act like it's Game 7 of the World Series. I feel like there's way too many coaches out there that act like 12U, 11U, 10U, 14U baseball is the end-all, be-all. That That is just not the case. It, it still has to be fun. Um, and, and that, to me, is the biggest issue I see in any of youth baseball is People, you know, coaches trying to win more than they are having fun. And don't get me wrong, winning is fun. We love winning. I hate to lose. Our team hates to lose. The guys I coach with hate to lose. But we have a blast. Like, we always have fun no matter what. And we've won a lot of tournaments, and we're very competitive. You know, we're not the upper decks of their sparks, but we're probably the tier below. And we're 100% okay with that. And if we play perfect and upper deck or the sparks don't play as great, we have a chance. You know what I mean? But with that being said, we have a blast. And, you know, in our age group, so my son plays 13U, I've seen for the most part the teams that we play consistently, all the coaches are good dudes. You know, George from Upper Deck, probably, uh, you know, Campbell from the Sparks. Both the two top teams in Illinois, in my opinion, great dudes. Do it the right way. They're good guys. They have fun. You know, but you also get the coaches that they're they just don't get it, and that to me is is the hardest thing to watch. You just when you play against coaches like that, it aggravates you. When you hear stories about that, it aggravates you because it, it really and truly needs to be about the kids. And don't get me wrong, I I have freaked out on my son before. All of us have as a coach, you know. You you, you know, and and then you catch yourself thinking, man, it, this is this is twelve U baseball. It's not that important. So I get it, but yeah, to me, that's one of the biggest things. Yeah, no, I'm with you, and and again, I to hear things like that too because we all go through those moments where a, a, a Friday pool play game seems like the Game Seven of World Series. Yeah, sometimes you gotta you gotta hear it from someone else, and uh, so it's good hearing it from you, good hearing it from guys like me because now you know we, I'm sure you have been in a situation where you act like that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, anybody who's gonna watch this that knows me is gonna laugh because I've been in that situation. I've I've screamed at umpires before. You know, um, the, the, our head coach, his name's John Kerswicki, great dude. Um, when we were younger, probably 8U, 9U, we were pretty, like, goofy. You know, we, we didn't necessarily get it. As we've aged with these kids, we've learned that, you know, it's, it's supposed to be fun. And, and you know, and, and we've calmed down a lot. And then, you know, the other guy, Joe, that I told you about, we coach him. He's the most laid-back dude you'll ever meet in your life. So he kind of just sits there and calms me and John down a lot because he's the most even-keeled dude you'll ever meet. So it's a great dude. And then, you know, we have a couple other coaches. This guy, John Stazak, Josh Silveris, same way. Great dudes, very laid-back. Josh is, Josh is always having fun. He is the fun guy, and, and, and Stazak's kind of the funny, like, make fun of guys. So it's we got a good group, so I, I feel very lucky with the group of coaches we have, and obviously the, the kids that we have are awesome. They're they're fantastic kids. They've been together for the majority of them. They've been together since seven years old. So we haven't changed much in it. So for us, we're pretty lucky, you know. Right. So you got Joe, your 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 holdback guy on the college football sidelines that's holding Nick Saban back. Absolutely, he absolutely is that dude. Absolutely, I think I've seen him upset maybe two or three times in five years. And and when he's upset, you know something isn't right because he's he's a very laid back dude. Yeah. So the one thing I'm taking away here is make sure you guys got a coach Joe. 
He's going to hold you back. He's going to, you know, make sure you don't go crazy. Every team needs that. Absolutely. Or at least, yeah. Or even, you know, like I said, even our manager, John, um, he, you know, he actually will get, you know, if I get on Danny for something too hard, I'll come up and be like, dude, you got to lay off. Like, let me talk, you know. So it's it's a good it's a good ebb and flow with, with our coaches and, and whatnot to, you know, hey, you got to settle down or, hey, you got to settle down or, hey, I got this. So the good guy, bad guy thing, it's uh, it works out pretty well with us. And I, that's something that's important to have for every team. Right. No, I couldn't agree more. And, and you, you nail it, though. As you get older, you start to learn a little bit more. 8U, 9U, you know, especially if you got a pretty good team. It's intense, man. It is. You know, you think you're on top of the world, and rightfully so. You, you go 28 and 3, 4, whatever it may be. And, um, you know, the goal is as you get older to learn a little bit more. So once you get to that 11, 12, 13U, that, you know, you come back down to earth a little bit. So I, I'm glad you nailed that. That's it. Well, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, it's no different. Like, you know, we're all competitive. We've all played sports our whole life. So now you're starting to coach eight, nine-year-olds. You're back in it. You know what I mean? But you got to realize it's about them and not about you. And, you know, that's that's something that's not hard to learn, but it takes it takes a bit of time to say, hey, man, this isn't my, this isn't my time. This is their time. Let's make it about them. i got to step back and just coach. You know? And like I said, we still find ourselves doing it sometimes where we got to, hey, dude, let's, let's relax. But um I, I it's just that's the main thing to me I, I i don't like that part of travel baseball um it's kind of silly and some of these national like what can i say national tournaments with uh with 15 year olds getting held back in school to play 13 u baseball like that's insane that stuff is silly to me but i mean i guess that's more down south but those are the type of things i just baffle my mind yeah, yeah, you're seeing it a lot more, you know, kind of everywhere now. And I, if there are, you know, rules coming in play to start to try and avoid that. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, there's only so much you could do. And I'm with you. I'm with you. It, it's tough for these kids. And hopefully start things start to change when it comes to that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So another thing, too, you know, I've noticed is uh, these terms are more and more expensive, man. It's it's seven hundred dollars to play in a tournament, you know. You as a travel team nowadays, you almost have to raise twenty thousand dollars to be able to play in tournaments. It's just that part I don't understand really either. Because like I said, we we run some tournaments. I know what it costs to run a tournament. I know what you know as an organization. If we do a decent job, we we, we like I said goes right back to the organization into the facilities and whatnot. And, and we're buying four hundred dollar gloves. You know, we're spending seventeen thousand dollars on gloves. What are these tournament organizations making if they're handing out five dollar rings, charging everybody five dollars a thing? It, it's it's kind of it, it's it's become a business almost, and, and in that part, you know, that part kind of sucks. But with that being said, we all buy into it. We're all at the tournaments every weekend, so it is what it is, I guess. Right, but that that's why you know it's good to have tournaments like what you're doing, you know, because you know, or else you're stuck going to those tournaments. So sometimes. You have no other choice, so that's why teams do flock to those tournaments. But when there are different choices, like the Go Club, um, you know you're saving money. Maybe you know you're not going to you know a different state and you know paying for hotels or you know whatever that may be. You're paying seven hundred fifty dollars for a tournament. Um, you're getting that same experience, you know, right in Illinois for these Illinois teams, top tournaments. So you know it's important to get those other those other tournaments. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like you said, if you brought up the local tournaments, those are always fun. Like we. We've always tried to play in some local tournaments. They're fun. I mean, I know, like, the New Lennox Rebels, obviously their their tournament's the same weekend as ours. They do a really good job. You know what I mean? They they have a ton of teams as well. I think they have 70 teams signed up. That dude does a good job running that tournament. Why he always has people in it. Tinley Park runs a nice tournament. You know, Westside runs a nice tournament. So getting into the local tournaments is pretty cool. And don't get me wrong, I'm not against tournament organizations. I'm a part of one. Sure. So, you know what I mean? I, I'm a part of one now. 
Uh, I think JP does a great job. Premier Sports, which is the one I'm a part of, we, we, we try to do it the right way. But there's also something to be said to, hey, you know, Lockport's running a tournament. Let's go play in that one because you know that money is going back to that organization, which is then, you know, funding, you know, their cages and their fields and whatnot. So, I mean, our biggest our, – our biggest – all are some of the terms we run. And I'm, we're, we're not getting rich off them by any stretch, but, you know, the couple thousand dollars we might make off a tournament, that's what's, you know, put in a new mound for next year. Or, hey, we got to redo this field because of that. So that's why I kind of like the local tournaments. Yeah, and a lot of it's going to go to next year's tournament, too. So, you know, like you said, you may put in a new mound there. Um, that's only going to benefit these teams for the next year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Doing different things to the fields, you know, whatever it may be. So it's it, ultimately it's going to... It's going to help other organizations out, too, not just yours. Yeah, no, no doubt. And, you know, I think one of the big things, too, is, you know, we become friends, you know, and you know, you you become friends with a lot of these other coaches, right? I mean, sure. you, you play 100 games, whatever, 75 to 100 games a year against different coaches. You become friends with a lot of these guys. You see them, you know, and especially as they grow up together. So, you know, they all know that, hey, if we go to an Oak Forest tournament, like you said, they are going to bust their butts to get that tournament in, no matter what. We've had a couple times. You know, I think it was two years ago, Father's Day weekend. Nobody played. Nobody. We right. played our tournament. We only had eight teams. Only wrong. It was only an eight-team smaller tournament, but we played the tournament because we were out there busting our butts. So that kind of thing goes a long way. They're going to want to get that tournament in because they have – well, first off, like you said, it's a fundraiser for them, so there's a little bit of money going back in the organization, but also because – that's what that's what our reputation is, you know, and and that goes to yeah, no kidding. That John Krzyzewski, uh, we he was out there one time with his car and had you know a nut drag on the back of his car to drag fields to try to get him ready. You know, I mean that's just the type of dude he is, and that's right. Joe. And like I said, all these guys on our board, they're they're dumb enough to sit, to meet us out there at four thirty in the morning, freezing our butts off in the fall to get a fall tournament. You know, and and that's that's kind of that's that's what we. Kind of stake our fields are gonna be nice. We're gonna run it the right way, and if there's any possible way to play, we're gonna do it. Right. No, I agree, and and, and that's what it comes down to: is support these people that are doing it the right way. Um, you know, if you want to go play an X tournament, you know, an organization four times a year, go ahead and do that. But you know, support the people that are doing it right. Support the people that want to do it for the kids. Um, they're gonna do everything they can, and. You know, that's one thing that you guys do. So I give you guys a, a lot of props. And, you know, it shows. So like I said, I just named off a ton of top teams that are coming. And I guarantee you it's not all because of the gloves. But yeah, that's a great prize and all. But I, I, I promise you it has a lot to do with, you know, the fact that you guys truly care. You're putting in the effort. Um, that goes a long way because, you know, two, three years ago when you started this, yeah, you guys had some pretty good teams and whatnot. But, you know, it's nowhere near where it's at right now. And I bet you it's not just because of golf no yeah i appreciate that and like i said it starts at the top with jack that guy literally is all about the kids like if it works for the kids and it's he's all about it he's always been like that i think he's been the president of oak forest baseball for for 10 years now if not more than that and like i said i i come up with the silly ideas jack okays them and then john and joe without them wouldn't have any chance of making them happen and then you know we got some new guys on our board this year um that really uh they just they're stepping up you know they're they're all about it, you know. Uh, this weekend we got some guys out of town and whatnot. So you know, this new guy, his Ron Brongal is his name. He said, "Mike, I'll be there all weekend." And he's like, "I'll be there with you Friday till Sunday at eight o'clock." You know, I mean, Sunday at ten o'clock when it ends. Uh, stuff like that, you know. So it, it takes. We got thirteen people on our board, and and every single one of them honestly will bust their butt for these crazy ideas that we come up with to make sure it goes well. You know, and it, it always it, it's nice. You know, 
any of these guys, you know, Bryce, who's, Bryce is our, our treasure. You know what I mean? The dude's an accountant. He's our treasure. That dude is knee deep in water to bail it out of freaking a field force. You know what I mean? Like, and, and he's there at 530 in the morning. Hey, what do I need to do? It's just, it's just, it, it, it goes a long way when you have the right people around you to make it happen. And I've been fortunate enough with Oak Forest to have that. So it's been good. No, that's awesome. Yeah, you're never going to see an accountant get, get mud deep besides that Oak Forest. <laughs> right? So. No, so if you guys, you, if you haven't checked out the tournaments yet, you know, go check out whatever Oak Forest does. Um, you know, I'll continue to promote Oak Forest Baseball. They do a great job with all the tournaments they run. We're excited to be out at the Gold Glove. Um, you know, we're going to be checking out the tournament this weekend. We were out at their fall league all fall, checking out some teams. Um, just, you know, phenomenal job. Anything that they run in the future, we'll be sure to put on our website, put it on our socials. Uh, Mike, I got one more question here for you. I'm going to yeah. be on the spot. What is one moment that comes to your mind when uh, you think of travel baseball, whether it's, you know, watching your kid play, whether it's coaching your kid, whether it's, you know, coaching another team, whatever it may be, one moment that you will always remember when it comes to travel baseball? Oh, just one? Just one. Ah, second. I got two that popped in my head right now. Can I give you two? Give me, give me the good one first. All right. So personal was with my own son. Um, well, obviously his first home run was cool, but the first time he turned a double play, like legit double play with, uh, I think it was him and our shortstop was Bryce at the time. Bryce is still our shortstop, second base, whatever they switch. And they turned a legit double play. They were more excited for that than any hit, anything I've ever seen in my life. It was a really cool moment. I looked at, you know, John and Joe. I said, that's awesome. Look how excited they are. You know what I mean? Like, it felt like, like they, for the first time, they were like, man, we can, you know, we're, we're big-time players or whatever. So that was uh, that was a cool thing to see. And probably the – probably That's a great answer, too, you, you know, because you wanted to go with the home run answer, but that's such the typical answer. But, you know, you went to the heart there. And, you know, the double play is what, you know, really was special to you, special to your kid. Uh, that's a great answer. Right? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I mean, he's the kid loves his defense. He's a good defensive player. And, that's, you know, when he makes a big play like that, he gets he gets pretty excited for it. But I would say that the coolest moment that I we've had, I mean, we've won some, some big tournaments, some walk-off wins, things like that. But so last year, actually, in our Halloween tournament, we were playing ESP Red. Mike's the coach over there. Great dude, right? We were down – and the, shoot, it was the bottom of the sixth, down f- six runs, two outs, nobody on, right? Base hit, base hit, base hit, couple runs, whatever, we're chasing four, another base hit, chasing three. Big Lulu, Louie's our catcher, big kid. He's probably six foot, 190 pounds as a 13-year-old, sweetest kid you'll ever meet in your life. Literally, you'll never meet a nicer kid, a gentle giant, right? Base is loaded, fouls the first one off about 260 feet. Second one, he pulls it probably 240 feet foul. So, you know, this is base load. We're chasing three at the time. And this is again at the championship game. So it's the semifinal. It's a big game. So I'm thinking to myself, no way they're going to throw him another fastball. Well, sure enough, Mike, Mike from ESP calls the fastball. Louie hit it about 260 feet over the fence, walk off Grand Slam. We were chasing six with two outs, nobody on it, ended up winning the game. Um, and it was probably the coolest moment. I mean, somebody has it on videotape. All of us were going berserk. And I don't know if you know Mike from ESP. He's a class act. He came in afterwards, uh, you know, and said, you know, if we were going to lose to somebody, I, I'm glad it's you guys because he's a he's a good dude. We've gotten along with him really well. But probably the coolest moment we've seen. And then we went on to get destroyed in the championship game. But either way, it was uh, it was cool to get there. It was it was a good moment. And you know, and, I mean, that's unheard of. I, that's what's best about, you know, travel baseball, kid baseball is, you know, comebacks like that can happen. Whereas, 
you know, you watch a pro game, a college game, whatever it may be, you're not going to see a six-run comeback with uh, two outs and nobody on in the last inning. Yeah, not very often. I mean, that literally was so exciting. He was literally crying, you know, tears. You know, it was it was just, it was cool. It was a very cool moment. It was cool to see how excited his teammates were for him and how, you know, it was just, it was one of those things, you know. And like I said, my son's a midget. You know, he's, he's a little guy. Louis. You know, he picks up, and, and he's just one of my favorite, one of my favorite kids I've ever met. Sweet kid. So to see it happen for him, which I mean, he's had a ton of home runs in his life, but that was probably his biggest, and it was really fun to see. Yeah, that was the one. No, that's a great moment. Um, Mike, thanks for hopping on. Um, you know, very excited to you know see all the tournaments you guys got going on. Excited to watch your team. Actually, uh, you know, too, you got you got a great little team. Uh, you know, like you said, you know, real scrappy team can hang with anyone. And uh, excited to watch you guys this year, and looking forward to everything you guys do. Like I said, you guys are good people for the business and good people for travel baseball. That's what we need, and that's why I want to have you on here. Jim, I appreciate it, man, and thanks for the kind words about our team, like you said. I mean, they're, that, that's our team, they're good ball players. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're all very good baseball players, but they're better kids, man. It's it's a good group of 12. They're fun to be a part of. Uh, great parents on our team. We have a good time. So, yeah, I appreciate you having it on. We're excited uh, We're excited to have you out and about for the uh, tournaments we got going on. I hope to, like you said, hope you're around for everything that we, we got going on. And definitely for the GOAT live stream from games, it's going to be fun. And we appreciate you, you know, putting it out there for us, too. I know some of these teams uh, found out about the GOAT because of you. So definitely Oak Forest Baseball appreciates that. Yeah, not a problem. And, you know, we'll definitely get you on the pod before the tournament starts. Maybe we'll do a little live uh live podcast from the fields uh thursday night or friday night whatever that may be absolutely well i have some i think we're actually probably going to start the tournament probably a thursday night for the local teams do a thursday friday saturday sunday monday so maybe get the lights on and do some some podcasts with the games going on in the background yeah you know oh that sounds good do some live <laughs> interviews tell me in for that yeah mike i appreciate you coming on man jim thanks bob appreciate it no problem i'll talk to you soon see ya all right, coming up next, I got Josh, a very special guest over from Clutch Baseball out of Missouri, one of the top teams in the entire Midwest, in the entire country. Both the 9U team and the 10U team both finished number two in the rankings uh, for the Midwest. Phenomenal program, great conversation with Josh. Played some ball back in his day. He knows how the game is played. He knows how to play it right, and his teams do that on the field. So I really enjoyed this interview. Hope you guys do too. Let's go. Here we go, Josh. All right, everybody, welcome back. I have Josh Cranawetter from Clutch Baseball out of St. Louis, Missouri. Josh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. No problem, Josh. Let's, let's hop right into it, man. Um, loaded 9U team, loaded 10U team. Um, let's start off with the 9U team. Heck of a year last year. Finished the season 51-6. and six. Big wins over uh, Missouri Gators. You have wins over High Heat, Naperville Renegades, Sparks out of Illinois, uh, Bulls Black, Primetime, Ohio Elite, Dayton Sting. goes on and on. Talk about this 9U team and uh, how special this, this team is. You know, man, they're, they're pretty, they are pretty darn special. Um, this team's made up full of athletes. Um, and... Uh, most of these kids can play any position from catcher to infield to outfield to to pitching um you know they're just extremely talented uh they're hard workers and more importantly they love absolutely love the game of baseball 
Um, you know, and whether we talk about that younger group or the older or the older group, um, you know, we we push on these boys to take and to play the game the right way. And we can have fun with it, but yet when we cross these lines, it's a thinking man's game. And if you're willing to think ahead, you can win ball games. You have to be athletically sound to win ball games. However, the guys that are athletically sound and that use their brain can o- overcome a lot more than those guys that are just using their athletic ability. You know, and the more we've pushed on these guys, the more they've taken to that. And the, even at nine years old, they walk into the game with that understanding. Sure, and, and you see it right away with this team. And you talk about playing baseball the right way. Uh, you really see it with these teams. Uh, you know, you guys are willing to play small ball. You're willing to play as a team. Um, it's not you're not going to win a game based off of hitting two, three home runs and throwing a shutout. That's not the way you guys kind of operate. You guys are going to bunt. You're going to play some small ball. Um, it's a team game for you, and, and you know you talk about it. So I imagine that's what you guys preach a little bit. You know, playing that small ball, doing whatever it takes to win as a, as a whole team. You know, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it don't matter if you're a four-hole hitter or a six-hole hitter or a leadoff hitter. You're expected to know this game. You're expected to perform at all sides of this game. And what I mean by that is just because you're a four-hole hitter, a five-hole hitter, you are expected to know how to put down a bunt and sacrifice yourself. That's a, it's a, You don't do that a lot of days. Um you know, this game is kind of turning into something where it's home run or miss, and it, that's why your teams are always so special to watch. It's uh, and no one ever complains about it. You may, like you said, you may give that bunt sign to the number four hitter, and you're not going to see that on most teams, but you will with yours. And I think that has a big play in why these teams are so successful. And once again, you know, hitting back onto that, these boy, these boys have that understanding, and they walk in. Um, with that understanding and, and they don't mind it because they're there to do a job for that team. You know, we, one other thing that we preach is, you know, in practice, practice is for you. Practice is to get myself individually better. Once I hit that game, I'm there for the name on the front of that Jersey. I'm there to win that ball game at all costs. However, I can help that team. Right. And, like going right back to where we talked about about that bunning situation or sacrificing yourself, um, you have to be willing to do that at all ends, you know. And even in high school, um, if you're a high school player looking to further your career to go play collegiate baseball, right? There's nothing more that a college coach, a professional scout, want to see than somebody that don't think they're they're better than the game or better than their team, right? They want to see those guys that are willing the sacrifice herself for their teammates right um and that's one thing that that's our biggest biggest my biggest pet peeve with these boys is don't fail others because we're too lazy to think ahead we can fail right we're gonna fail it's a it's a failing guy sport (laughs) you you fail seven times out of ten you're an all-star Right. So we pre you're going to fail and we're not going to get upset and we're not throwing helmets and we're not getting mad at ourselves because we physically didn't do something right. Now, as a coach, I'm going to jump your tail if you fail us because you're not mentally prepared. See, and I I do believe there's a huge, huge difference in those two things. 
Um, and when these guys have that mindset that, hey, it's okay that I, I physically, I strike out, right? It's okay that I made an error. It is. Understand why you did it. Let's make adjustments and let's not do it again, right? And when they, the more they get that into their minds, the more they go to out there and they compete and they don't worry about that individual statistic hey i struck out last time at bat hey i made an error at third base last time the ball was hit to me no hit me another one let's go i made it i'm not making it again i know what i did i'm going after the next one in this fashion right um and and these guys have really taken to that even at a young age and you know people ask me all the time how do these boys what how do they think like 13 year olds 14 year olds (laughs) it's all how you prepare them Right. Uh, we prepare our guys for battle and I'm hard on them, but I'm hard on their mental game, not on the physical. The physical is it is what it is. We're changing to get better. But if you're mentally tough, you can go a long way. Even when baseball's over and the real world sets in, you're mentally tough. You can do a heck of a lot more than that other guy. No, I, I love what you said there and a couple of things I want to touch on. I'm sure there's coaches and there's uh, players listening right now that are thanking you for saying that because I can't tell you the amount of times I've heard people say, if you go three for 10, you're an all-star because that's true. And you got kids out there probably telling their thinking they're that, you know, your coaches are lying, their parents are lying, but it is the truth. So hearing you say that, I, I hope people, you know, realize that is the truth and it is a game of failures at times and that's okay. So I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, the other thing, is it's isn't it amazing how these nine and ten year olds carry themselves on the field like you said uh and then they come home and they can't clean their room or don't want to shower the little thing you <laughs> but, know but they're on the field and they act like they're 16 17 years old 100 percent. and you know uh we get asked that all the time also and i you know i get myself in trouble a little bit because of how hard i am on these boys my expectations of these nine-year-olds right and uh, you know i use this analogy a lot um you know, when I when I was in high school, um, I had I had uh, my social studies teacher, Mr. Deppie, and uh, not that I didn't like the guy, I just didn't like social studies, right? <laughs> um, but I knew when I stepped into that classroom, there were certain things I had to get accomplished, and there was certain ways I had to handle myself, right? Or I was going to get myself in trouble by Mr. Deppie or sent to the principal's office, whatever it may be, right? So I knew when I came through that door how I was expected to act. Now, when I came in that door and I recognized that Mr. Deppie, he was out that day, right? And there was a substitute teacher in that day. My mind went elsewhere. I didn't have those same expectations, right? I went and did what I wanted to do. Right. And a lot of things, a lot of times kids do that. Adults do that. But, you know, what we don't understand as adults is I would agree that you can't hold a a nine year old kid to the same expectations necessarily as a 16 year old. But on the flip side of that, what I would tell you is the more you hold their feet to the fire, the longer they're going to walk on that fire. Um, those guys, my, I'll use my nines or my tens or my 11s, right? Um, they're not adults, but if you compare them to the average nine-year-old, 10-year-old, 11-year-old, they will make you believe that they are because their mindset is different than those guys because of what we force them to 
act like and think like, right? And now they take that outside of that baseball field and they start doing that in real world also. Um, I, I've gotten phone calls from parents, um, from their teachers, you know, talking about how much of gentlemen these guys are and how respectful they are, um, how hard of workers they are. And, you know, I take great pride in that. Um, I think our parents do a great job of it, of allowing us coaches to be hard on those kids because they know that we love these kids, but there's certain expectations that we're going to make them live up to. And, and you say you kind of gotten in trouble for being too hard on it. From what I've seen of your program, the way you guys coach these teams is you're never going to yell at a kid for making an error or something, you know, but you're going to get after them for something that they know better. Uh, you know, specifically, I remember watching one of your guys' games down in Dayton, and one of the coaches was on a kid because I don't know if he didn't want to lay down a bone or whatever, but the expectations were there. And you know what? The kid at the end of the day, he got down a great bunt, or maybe yep. he, it was – he fouled the first one off. He was upset. You guys gave him the sign again, and he kind of was a little flattered, flustered by it. And then the second one, he laid down a beautiful butt. So, you know, you got on him before that, but it was because of the right things. And I think, you know, true baseball minds pick up on that thing. There's a big difference of getting on a kid for something he doesn't deserve, um, which, you know, there are teams out there that are a bit crazy, but I, you guys do it the right way. You're getting on a kid for – expectations and something that they know already and in the right way. So, um, you know, you say you, you may get yourself in trouble, but you know, if it means anything coming from me, I think you guys are doing things the right way. No, I, and I, I appreciate that very much. Um, you know, you, you'll hear a lot, you know, just let the boys have fun. Just let them have fun. Well, my, my number one question to anybody when they make those statements is what is fun to you? Cause to me as a competitor, competing is fun you know everybody likes to win i'm not gonna act like winning's everything but i will tell you one thing as a competitor winning's a lot <laughs> it don't make or break me what i do but when i go out to compete i don't care if i'm competing against my six-year-old playing basketball i got my mindset i'm beating him right i don't care if i'm playing against a guy that's six foot eight in basketball I, i'm five ten i i'm taking it to him i'm beating him and, you know, we talk about that all the time at, with our boys. I, I, we'll play against 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds. And, you know, the point to them is don't walk in with any fear. We leave it on the field and we lose, we lose. We figure out why we lose and we're going to come back at them. We're going to go at them again tomorrow. You know, and it builds that mindset with the, these guys. And like I said, you, you take that on the field and you can take it off the field for what it's going to do to for them long term. And, and whether you're talking about any sport or we're just talking about real life, that that fight that you're you're handing them and that you're helping them understand, they're going to take that for future and and do good with that. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I like how you said uh, the competing part, too, because yeah, it is winning is a big thing, but competing is even bigger at this age. And, you know, while we're on that topic, let's hop into the 10 U team, going to be 11 U team for this year. Uh, final record of 46 and 8. Uh, big wins over the Gators, St. Louis Naturals, Prospects, uh, Raiders Baseball out of Illinois, Ohio Nationals, Stoppers out of Illinois, Upper Deck out of Illinois, Vipers, and you guys were the TBR champs over there. So, you know, a heck of a year. I've gotten to see that team play quite a few times. And, 
man, just a real disciplined team, kind of what we talked about, um, centered around, you know, a couple true aces on the mound. What's the 10-new team? Yeah, so our 10-new teams, it's a very similar team as what the 9-new is. Um, little difference is I think the 9-news are a little bit faster. The 10-news are built more around power, and they've got a little more pitching depth. Um, but we have a couple aces on the mound in Nash Woodruff, um, which he was our number one pitcher, MVP all year, and he just – the kid is an animal on the mound. Um, he's fearless. He's got, you know, uh, he's got a good fastball. He's got a good breaking ball. You know, um, he's got a good changeup, but he controls the game. Um, he knows how to pitch inside, outside, right? And we've got two other guys that come in right behind him that are right there. You know, and here's what I'll tell you. I, I hear all the time guys talk. Everybody wants to talk about velocity. I get so tired of listening to it. Um, if you talk to a guy, uh, a parent, it seems like every every parent, if they got a kid in high school, he throws 90. If you got a, if you're a parent and you got a kid that's nine or ten years old, he's throwing sixty miles an hour, <laughs> and I just laugh because I got two of the best teams in the country and definitely in the Midwest, and I'd be lucky if I got one of them that's throwing over sixty plus. Right. You may you may get a sixty or sixty one here or there, right? But you're you're still sitting mid mid upper fifties, and that's just real life. <laughs> that's not everybody throws 60, 70 miles an hour. Not everybody throws 90, 95 miles an hour. It, it takes somebody special to do that. But, you know, instead of, in my mindset, instead of training these all these kids to throw harder and harder and harder, why don't we train them how to play baseball? Why don't we train them how to pitch, right? And here's my here's my thought press on that, on that portion of it is if, if, you could throw 95 miles an hour right now just walking into it as a high schooler. How do you know how to pitch? Do you, when, at what point do you ever, ever have to pitch? All you have to do is rear back and throw a fastball, right? There's no thought process there. You make me mad. I get down 3-0, and oh, I, whatever. Guess what's coming? I'm 0-2. I'm oh Guess what's coming? I'm throwing you that 95-mile-an-hour fastball, right? I'm just going to rear back and bring it to you. Now, if I don't have that, though, I'm forced to understand how to pitch, how to mix things up, how to locate, right? Now, once these guys understand that, now you build them up and now you gain that velocity. Now you got a double-edged sword there. Now you got a pitcher that was forced to understand how to pitch. And now in the later years, he's got his velocity up. That, that's a shoe-in collegiate player right there. Right. Um, and I've seen it all. I've seen it numerous times all the way from when I when I grew up, you know, some of the best pitchers because they were the hardest throwers when I was 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. Even they didn't even finish high school. Right. They threw they threw gas back then. But <laughs> time everybody hit puberty and everybody shot up and sprouted up. They were all equals. So now these guys start tapering down as everybody else is gaining on them, you know, so. I look at it a little differently when I coach. Um, not that I wouldn't love to have a player that throws 65, 70 miles an hour. All I mean by that is velocity is not the key. Locating, yeah, understanding how to how to pitch and how to play the game is the key. I'm with you. And I'm 
true believer in analytics and hitting spots and those type of things. And the one thing you mentioned is controlling the game. And that's what your teams do. Um, you know, you, you can throw him out there. And like you said, he's not going to throw 60 every pitch, but he knows how to control the game. Yep. And that's something that's, you know, it, it, it takes time to learn. And you can you can go pick up five miles an hour on your fastball in the offseason. You know, anyone can go do that. But being able to control the game, that takes a lot of time, a lot of patience, a lot of effort, and a lot of coaching. And that's truly more impressive to me than going out there and throwing 60-65 on every, any single given day. You know, it, it is. And, you know, just a perfect example of this is if you throw into a kid, right, and I recognize that he's either late on my fastball, he's early on my fastball, whatever it may be, right, that recognition right there is what starts to is what is the start of controlling that game right if i can't recognize this how do i how do i decide what's next pitch how do i decide what i need to do next right and whether you're playing infield you're pitching whatever it may be you've got to watch the hitters we have to understand how did he look on that last swing? Is he behind? I'm the shortstop, and I got a right-handed hitter, and he, my and my pitcher's throwing a fastball away, and I noticed that guy's really late. Guess what? When I recognize that my pitcher's going back that fast, I'm sliding up the middle, right? I'm a, until this hitter makes that adjustment, I'm adjusting. So I think just that thought press of right there, all around the field, and whether you're talking about a catcher, or infielder, or outfielder, or pitcher, that process right there is much more important than somebody rearing back and throwing a ball. I'm with you. So let's hop over to another topic here. You know, you guys have – you took the Midwest by storm last year. The 9U, 10U team really kind of just – I don't want to say shocked people, but it's just like you guys proved how dominating this program is. You finished our rankings um, number two in the Midwest for the 9U team, number two in the Midwest for the 10U team. I mean, that's that's impressive. So talk about how you guys got to this level and, um, you know, what's next for this program. You know, so last year, believe it or not, last year was our first year as a program. It's mind-blowing. Um, and so I, I got done playing pro ball, and I had a void in my life. Um, I was a competitor. You know, and I love competing. And I didn't, I like I told you earlier, I, it just didn't matter what I competed in. I just needed to compete in something. <laughs> and so when I got into coaching, you know, that really filled that void for me. And, you know, my son's the same way and the players that we've, we've gotten are the same way. So, you know, to me, w what has made this program in a year's time is that mentality that we talk about. Um, you know, I'm hard in games. I'm even harder in practice. And my mentality on that is if you can handle the pressure that I'm going to put on you in a, in a practice, the game's going to be a cakewalk for you, right? Um, when you get bases loaded and it's a full count or it's a two-and-two two count and you got fans behind, you know, cheering or screaming at you and I got an umpire and I got hitters and I got the opposing team – yelling and straight all that pressure goes away because when coach puts more pressure on you than practicing in that game situation the game turns into nothing no more sure we're competing right but all that pressure added pressure goes away to the wayside and it's really really shown um this this last year in in that to where you know i could probably tell you between the 
nine you and a ten you last year, at least seven or eight games that we were down in the sixth, fifth, sixth inning. If it didn't go extras, to where we came back and won the game, and it was impressive to how many times we we had done this, and it, I think it all contributes back to the fact that we don't get rattled very easily you know and and that it's that con- it, to me it's that constant pressure that we put in on them right but when we go in the practices even we talk about you know when you walk across these lines turn the light switch on it is not recess and if you believe it's recess you're going to grab that bag and go back home right now because this is not recess we're here to have fun but we're here to compete we're here to learn we make mistakes. We're going to figure out what mistakes we made, why do we make them, and we're going to go to work to fix them. If we succeed, why? What allowed us to succeed? Let's go to work and repeat it. Right? Um, I think it's a it's a down it's a downfall, and it's 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 not a good situation for any coach, any team to walk in and just do batting practice right um and i've seen it numerous times where you'll have 10 11 12 kids they they show up and you got two coaches one one sits and fly balls and one's out there throwing batting practice not saying a word to a kid and he's getting seven eight swings in and rotating what what is he really getting out of this right if we're gonna show up for two hours let's let's get some uh, thought process involved in this let's make them think let's make them work and get something out of this, you know, and I believe by doing that, um, it has transformed our teams in how they attack that game. Um, I, I get people asking, it was comical. We got people asking us last year. So what do you, what do you guys, you practice four or five days a week? And we laugh because we don't, we practice once, maybe twice a week. It depends on how many, how my weekend schedule is going to fall out. But you don't need to practice four or five days a week. The week you practice, you practice four or five days a week, right? And, you know, we find it comical because we don't. We practice one or two days a week. Um, but in those one or two days a week that we do practice, we're very, very efficient with our practices. Um, and that's how we, we don't burn kids out because I don't need to practice four days a week and then make them go play two days a week, right? You got their kids. They got a lot of other stuff going on. So when they show up to practice, though, they understand. Turn the light switch on when you cross these lines. Because it's go time, right? And we're having, we're out there, we're having fun, we're laughing with them. But it's also we're taking it serious, and and these guys understand that. And whether it's a hitting aspect, a fielding aspect, uh, whatever aspect of the game we're referring to, I have a coach, and I've got different stations set up so nobody's standing around, and we're making this a very efficient practice, almost like a collegiate setting. And so our boys are able to get a lot out of it, not spend hours and pond hours on a practice field right um and i think it it benefits them a lot yeah and i I think that's one of the common things i hear from these top teams is you know during the season we may only practice once a week 
but we're we're doing it right and it's going to be a two three hour practice and we're going to go over everything we need to do to prepare ourselves for the weekend so you know i'm glad you said that i I hope some teams you know are on the same page as you where you don't have to practice three days during the week these kids need a break at times they need to rest their arms a little bit They, they need to hang out with their friends down the street and you know go go play do whatever else so you know that that one practice a week two practices a week come ready to practice and give it all you got and you know go enjoy the rest of your week come the weekend come tournament time it's we're throwing it back on and it's game time yeah all right so you know again i talked about how much the success this team has had it's it's quite amazing that you guys had your first year last year i'm glad you said that because i thought that was the case but i didn't want to you know say anything if that wasn't true so it's crazy and I'm looking forward to see where these teams go. Um, I saw you guys are starting to build your schedule up a little bit. I, I think I saw you guys stand up for TBS National Championship in Kentucky. We did. We did. So, uh, you know, so to finish out the fall, the the nines, which are, you know, playing tens, obviously, this fall, they're heading down to Florida to play in the Perfect Game World Series. Um, so, oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, so we're going to put up a – we got a big challenge ahead of us coming up on that um we're trying to prepare ourselves you know and it's hard it's hard to do to prepare yourselves up here in the midwest when you're going to florida to play against some of these top ranked uh teams down there um you know but one of the ways we attempt to do it is uh if we can't find the competition level at our age right we're we're stepping up a couple ages so this weekend the nines are stepping in they're playing against 12 year olds in a, a game seven tournament up here or down here in st louis um, you know, and we're going to try to pre- show. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, so we're going to try to prepare ourselves for that World Series, going about it that way. Um, but then you know, stepping into the spring, yeah, we've got a we've got a big schedule lined out to where our plans is to play in that TBS uh, championship. I believe that's June the fourteenth through the nineteenth. Um, but we're gonna we have plans on going to the perfect game, uh, perfect game invitational national championship down in Sanford. I believe that's in end of July or beginning of July, excuse me. We'll be going down we'll be going down to the Southeast Memorial Day Perfect Game Challenge down in East Cobb in May. Um we'll be both teams will be going down to the Super Re- Perfect Game Super Regional down in Tennessee and down in uh the Super Regional down in Louisiana and Baton Rouge. So we're going to we're going to do a little bit of travel in this year, a little more south and give ourselves a more of a challenge than we did last year. Not that we didn't travel around and play everybody we could, but I want to get down south and see. Uh, I played college ball down there, and you know, I enjoy the baseball down south. And I'd like to get back down there and see what these boys are made of when we put them up against a team um, full of uh, guys from Florida, Texas, Arizona, wherever it may be. Yeah, I love that, and you know, I. We got a couple interviews coming. I got um, Ohio City Baseball Club coming on, and we talked about what they did with their schedule last year, and it was loaded. They were a very good team. They went down to Perfect Game in Georgia. Um, straight from there, they went over to Kentucky for the TBS National Championship, and you know what? They they competed. They kind of set the bar for the Midwest and showed that hey, if we have a really good team. We got to get down there and play these South teams. So I'm glad you guys are doing that. It's, uh, you know, we're able to represent the Midwest and show what we can do and able to show what, what your uh, program's able to do. Nope. Nope. Absolutely. So, 
it's uh it's exciting and it'll be a it's gonna be a fun year yeah i love it well before i let you go here josh i got one more question here yep um i want you to think of one memory that comes to mind for you when it comes to travel baseball you know whether it's coaching whether it's one of watching one of your games whether it's playing in a game whatever it may be what's kind of one moment that uh you know always stand with you um you know i'll be honest with you it, it, it it's not on a field because i've got i do have a lot of i've got a lot of those memories um and i've got more of those memories and uh, from coaching than i ever have from even playing and you know I played a lot in a lot of big time tournaments. Uh, we won, end up winning Double A World Series, and you know that even that that's a, a a moment in my life I'll never forget. But there's so many moments through the uh, me coaching these youth guys that set with me even more so than even when I ever played. Right, but I think the something that just will never ever leave my mind. Um, we were playing in a tournament and uh no we had lost um the boys were uh this was a year ago i guess we had lost in a tournament we shouldn't have lost in and we but it happens right um playing a age up and we're stand, sitting around after the game and we have in our huddle and we're talking right and i give my spill to the boys and tell them what i thought you know we had a good tournament it is what it is and we just talk and um i was more disappointed in myself and what how i had coached and i felt like i had failed these guys right so i was expressing that to them that it's not their fault this 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 uh loss falls in my hands and you know i should have been better at third base i should have been better at whatever i was doing there right so we get on with our huddle and one of my one of my best players um still today and i actually brought him up a while ago nash woodruff um comes up to me and he said, I don't know why you say that stuff, coach. He said, because none of us would be here if it wasn't for you. We didn't even know yeah. baseball until you taught us. That, that's, that's special. Yeah. Right, that right there set in with me and will never leave me. Like yeah. that, I think that was my turning point in realizing I need to coach these kids. Yeah, that's that special moment that's always going to stick with you and I'm glad you said that one too. You know, sometimes we rely too much on a play or game winning thing. Um, it's the little things like that that are truly special about travel baseball, about teaching these kids. Um, I love that answer personally. Well, Josh, I appreciate you coming on. Everyone out there, make sure you guys follow Clutch Baseball this year. Um, a heck of a program. Uh, just loaded with talent. Play the game the right way. You know, these, this is one team that all the Midwest should be rooting on when they go to these big tournaments, make sure we're following along because, you know, they have the talent to, to take down these top teams down South and they play the game the right way. So Josh, I wish you guys the best of luck this year. And uh, I appreciate you coming out. Hey Jim, I appreciate you having me. It's a pleasure. Thanks Josh. All right. That's it for the interviews for this first episode, Midwest baseball ranks podcast coming at you. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Wanted to fill you guys with a bunch of interviews to start this off. We're going to be doing this weekly, weekly podcast. We want to hear from you. Give us some feedback. Tell us what you want to hear. You want to hear from more coaches? Let us know. You want to hear from some players? Let us know. If you want to be a guest, let us know. Make sure you like and subscribe. Get the, get the word out there. Help us out here. We want to grow this to the best. We want to be the best. 
okay we need your help with doing so so please help us out like subscribe tell your friends tell everyone you know get us some more guests we got some big guests coming some very exciting people coming up i got some more people from top organizations i got some college players coming up i got some recruiters coming up you're gonna learn what it takes to be recruited and what you got to do it's important so i got that coming up we got some uh MLB players coming up. Oh, yes, we do. We got some MLB players coming on the show. Some from the Midwest, okay? Some that were in your guys' shoes that played travel baseball in the Midwest knows what it takes to get to the next level. So next week and the week, up, week after, you're going to see some big-name guests out there, okay? We got some MLB players coming to you. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it.